நமஸ்தே நமஸ்காரம் வணக்கம் நமோ நமஹா ஜாய் கணேஷ் விசிட் அவர் வெப்சைட் அட் கிளாசிக்கல் யோகா டாட் ஓர் ரிலிஜன் அண்ட் ஸ்பிரிச்சுவாலிட்டி அண்ட் வில் டச் ஆன் ஹிந்துவிசம் அண்ட் யோகா வி ஓ ஹர் தி கிளீஷே ஐ எம் ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் பட் நாட் ரிலிஜியஸ் லிவிங் இன் அ பாடி இன் தி மெட்டீரியல் வேர்ல்ட் திஸ் இஸ் இம்பாசிபிள் The meaning of the English words spirit, spiritual, and even soul, if you will, refer to that which is incorporeal. Corp is the body. Incorporeal is not the body. Therefore, no body can be spiritual. In former podcasts, we've talked about the Sanskrit Hindu word atmana, which carries a very similar meaning, atmana, not mind. So we define our inner essence, the soul, the spirit, if you will, as not the mind, and of course not the body, and not the emotions. And thank goodness for this. So how does one realize their atmana, or their soul, or their spirit within, their inner essence? This is precisely where religion steps in. Religion comes from the Latin root religio or religare, which means to link back. And the implication is to the spirit or things spiritual, if you will. This is very similar to the meaning of the Sanskrit Hindu word yoga, which comes from the Sanskrit root yuj, meaning to yoke, to one's atmana, yuj atman brahman cha, is the definition of yoga. Even before the word yoga was used in the Vedas, we find the word yajna, which translates into sacrifice, and sacrifice translates into sacred doing. So the various synonyms for yoga are yajna, yajnasya, yuj, yog, yoga, yoga, yogaha. Religion is also about moral, ethical rules and various rituals. If the goal is to link, religio, or to yoke, yoga, to one's spirit, or atmana, respectively, how does one arrive at this ultimate destination? Again, this is precisely where religion comes into play, its rules, regulations, and rituals. If we liken spiritual realization to the top of a mountain, the path are the rules, rituals, the sacred doing that leads one to the summit. The various mountain paths could represent the various specific religions of the world. Remembering never to confuse generalities and specifics, it is the purview of religion to link back to seek one's spiritual nature or spiritual beings, perhaps. This is religion in general. However, we must respect the specific ways in which the various religions of the world achieve this spiritual realization. With the essential meaning of religio, or to link back, in essence one does not have to belong to one of the major religions of the world, or minor religions. By that we simply mean the more populated or well-known, not lesser than. One does not have to belong to one of these to be, in essence, religious. This is very important to understand. However, at this point in history, 
we've all probably been influenced by one or more of the great religious traditions of the world. When we begin to use specific terminology that are actually defining the various religious spiritual traditions of the world, it is common sense to recognize them. For example, the Ten Commandments in Mass immediately define Christianity and with Mass specifically Catholic Christianity. While Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Hatha Yoga, etc. immediately relate to Hinduism. If we again look at the analogy of the mountain and the many paths, a seeker may spend years traveling around the base of this mountain, sampling the various religious paths. But to finally reach the summit, one must at some point find a path that's comfortable to them or create a brand new one, and it would be brand new, and then travel its length. Certainly this complete experience would be vital before one could ever hope to be a teacher or lead someone up that specific path. Another cliche that many use is, I don't believe in organized religion. Therefore, we believe in disorganized religion. Religion is about organization. And in reality, when as few as two people get together and begin discussing, quote, things spiritual, unquote, we have the beginning of a religious organization. This is natural. As the number of, quote, spiritual or religious friends increases, so do the rules. No smoking, take off your shoes, let's meet at 8 o'clock, for example. This is not only inevitable, but also practical and makes perfect sense. Naturally, the opposite of organization is chaos, which is no way to live and certainly no way to effectively attain to in-depth spiritual or soulful realizations. The tendency to try and create a so-called spiritual but not religious organization or a, quote, universal spirituality, unquote, while paradoxically using specific terminology of an established religious tradition, one or more, becomes naive at best. The many great religions of the world are made up of individuals, some good, some bad, obviously, but please don't fall for the cliché that religion is responsible for most of the world's wars. A deeper research will reveal that less than 10% of the world's wars have had religious motivations. Naturally, the teachers of these religions come from among those whose interest and experience is keen and matured. Of course, throughout history, there's been violence in the name of religion because religions are made up of people. To many, this has given religion a bad connotation. However, given that religion is nothing without those who follow that particular path, we understand the problem. As fallible human beings, we do good and bad, period. Realizing this, it is really not wise to throw the baby out with the bathwater. For example, in various societal organizations such as police, educators, politics, a mature individual realizes there will be a certain amount of corruption that happens. This realization, however, does not elicit an emotional response to try and destroy these necessary institutions. The solution is obviously to simply get rid of the, quote, bad apples, unquote. Interestingly, however, many react in just that way when it comes to religion. When it is discovered that there is something or someone that is corrupt, the outcry is to destroy all religion. This is not only naive, but self-defeating. 
Relative harmony will come through the respect of the many religions, not through the naive and sometimes violent attempts to eradicate all religion and the effort to make a one religion for all. Unity through diversity is the key. However, this is not unity through sameness, which is fundamentalism, nor is it a unity through blindness, which is New Age universalism. Today's yoga falls into the latter category. This attitude of, quote, I am following the universal spiritual path, unquote, is found in so-called yoga, zealots, who naively assert, quote, yoga is not a religion, but the universal spirituality, end quote. And in those Christians who believe, quote, Christianity is not a religion, but the universal way, or often they'll say it is a relationship. The Hare Krishna cult, which sprung off of Hinduism, often assert that they are not a religion, but represent the universal spirituality. All, in this case, is a reflection of the, quote, reality, unquote, of Krishna. Devotees of the late Sai Baba claimed the same universal spirituality, etc., etc. Will the real universal spirituality please stand up? This extreme of the fundamentalist universalist is the opposite of the pure fundamentalist who claims to have the God and the book. So again, will the real one God and one book please stand up? It is a common conscious or unconscious, quote, tactic, unquote, to attempt to create a so-called universal spiritual path. The short history of yoga in America is a vivid example of this, with so many cult leaders that have disappeared and left in their wake tremendous scandals, financial and sexual. This attempt seems to be tempting and draws in the crowds of the innocent. Of course, the, quote, theology, unquote, of the group is almost always made up from existing religious traditions, in this case, Hinduism. The group soon formulates its own rules and rituals, regulations, bingo, religion. And most often, the leader becomes the focal point, even wearing uh, his or her picture around their uh, chains or malas. They are quick to denounce all other religions, though they freely, quote, borrow, unquote, from them. This scenario is clearly visible in the unethical modern yoga movement, which is nothing short of the violation of the established religious path of Hindu dharma. The least bit of research will uncover the fact that the Sanskrit Hindu word yoga is all about the Hindu dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. Hindu dharma gave birth to the Buddhist, Jain, and Sikh religions. Therefore, yogic disciplines are also found within those offshoots of Hinduism. But these yoga disciplines are specific to these four sects, if you will, or four aspects of Hinduism. The three sects and Hinduism as the original dharma. For example, one does not go into a Christian church and greet them with namaste, and then proceed to do puja, chant to Ganesha, chant Om, sit in lotus position on their yoga mat, and meditate. Of course, these are all specific aspects to the Hindu yogic path. To, under, to not understand and respect these facts is to be uninformed at best. It is mind-boggling that all of this Sanskrit terminology is thrown around, and yet few realize that this is all about the Hindu 
yoga, dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion. Many are, of course, extremely naive, but there are others who are actively making a concerted effort to completely divorce the various aspects of what is Hindu yoga from the Hindu dharma. Of course, there is the old saying, there are no bad students, just bad teachers. Unfortunately, many naive Hindu teachers who would really eschew the word Hindu have presented the various teachings of yoga in a misunderstood, quote, universal, unquote, way. Thus, the illusion is perpetuated. In some ways, this is understandable. When one is only exposed to a specific religious tradition, it's easy to falsely assume that all else is nothing but a reflection of one's own tradition, thereby creating a, quote, universal spiritual tradition illusion, unquote. Now, for those who don't believe that our inner essence is that which is incorporeal, the spirit body, spirit being, obviously have never had dreams, much less visions or imagination. But the eternal journey to spiritual realization is something that all humans will experience. Each one must find the path, however, that is comfortable to them. One may choose an already established path, thereby reaping the benefits of all those who have gone before, gaining help from below as well as above. Or one may discover a new path, who knows? Whatever the case may be, each one must make the journey to the top. And then one will realize from experience the truth of a unified experience. From a distance, the religious spiritual mountain appears as one. When we begin to climb, however, we realize the necessity of finding a path. When we reach the top, then one enters the true experience of quote-unquote oneness. However, the wise teacher will lead new students from the bottom up, allowing them the wonderful opportunity to experience and explore the many facets of their chosen religious path to the spirit.